How many of us have looked in the mirror and not liked what we see? The focus girls place on their appearance as a measure of self-worth can be an issue for many adolescents and even younger children. Research confirms girls can develop dissatisfaction with their appearance as early as at age five. So how do we foster in our girls and young women body appreciation rather than dissatisfaction, particularly in a world that continues to espouse beauty ideals that are naturally unrealistic for the vast majority? Welcome to Illumin for Parents. I'm Jacinda Eiler, Principal of Brisbane Girls Grammar School and your host. Today I'm joined by Associate Dean of Wellbeing, Dr Jodie Forbes. Jodie has worked at Girls Grammar for nearly 20 years and her recent PhD studies focused on the effectiveness of two universal school-based body image programs that were delivered to Year 8 students and their mothers. In addition to her role at the school, Jodie has contributed her expertise in this area to many articles, studies, conferences and books, most recently as a contributor to Madonna King's latest book, L Platers, How to Support Your Teen Daughter on the Road to Adulthood, and the soon-to-be-released Embrace Kids by Taryn Brumfit. Jodie, welcome back to Illumin. Thanks, Jacinda. To begin, Jodie, can we talk about the concept of body image and how this term is often used to refer to how someone looks, but in fact, there's much more to it, isn't there? Yes, that's right. So most people think body image relates to the way a person looks. However, body image actually relates to the way a person thinks, the way they feel and the way they behave towards their body. So whatever shape or size you are, you could have positive or negative body image. Positive body image is something that we call body appreciation and that's where you feel appreciative of your body, you're grateful for what it can do. You might not necessarily like everything about your body but you treat it with respect. Whereas a negative body image is what we call body dissatisfaction and about 70% of women report to feel this. And that involves disliking your body, perhaps even having feelings of shame towards your body. And this is a problem because body dissatisfaction can lead to several health concerns. So tell us about the concerning psychological and physical behaviours that come out of this body dissatisfaction, particularly for adolescent girls. Well, body dissatisfaction has actually been shown to predict certain things, things like dieting and restricted or disordered eating, but also feelings of low self-esteem, depression or anxiety. It's also been shown to predict certain behaviours like engaging in alcohol or drug use and even self-harm. But there have been other studies showing that girls who feel negative about themselves and their bodies tend to withdraw socially and they feel quite lonely. They also have been shown to avoid attending school and engage less in learning. And so there's actually been some studies that show that body dissatisfaction can have an impact on academic performance. So the consequences are quite broad. And quite worrying. So we'll talk about how you might address that a little later in our conversation. But while we're still at that sort of explanatory, exploratory stage of our discussion, you've used the term normative discontent in in many of your workshops with parents and educators. Can you explain what that is and some of the alarming statistics amongst adolescents and even children which have led to the recognition of this concept or notion? So normative discontent was coined by 
researchers back in the 80s and they noticed how widespread body dissatisfaction was amongst women at the time and they felt that it was so prevalent that it was almost considered to be normal to feel discontent with your body. But unfortunately, some three or four decades on, body dissatisfaction continues to be quite pervasive, but not just for women, also for girls. Similar to women, up to about 70% of adolescent girls say they feel bad about their bodies. And over half have engaged in some sort of disordered eating or um, restrictive eating. But of what is real concern is how early some of these ideas begin. So there have been studies that have showed that girls as young as five have a preference for thinner bodies, but also have an awareness of dieting and what it means and, and that it's a way to lose weight. But one study, Jacinda, actually showed that three-year-old girls preferred thinner bodies over larger bodies. So weight stigmatisation and awareness of weight loss behaviours can begin well before a girl reaches adolescence. And of course we're interested to know the origins of all of this. So what has your research shown to, I guess, uncover some of the biggest influences on this body dissatisfaction? The risk factors or influences for body dissatisfaction can best sort of be considered in terms of the biopsychosocial model. So biological influences include living in a larger body or experiencing early puberty. The psychological risk factors are things like feeling of depression, but particularly low self-esteem. And so I said before that they were a consequence of body dissatisfaction, but they're also a contributor towards it. But the main influences tend to come from socio-cultural factors, and that includes parents, peers, and the media. And the way parents influence is through modelling attitudes and behaviours and how they talk about their bodies and how they talk to their children about their own bodies and appearance. But when a child reaches school age, peers become very influential. And again, this is through their interactions that they have with each other, but also through comparing themselves to each other. With boys, the sorts of interactions generally involves teasing about bodies But girls are more likely to engage in what research talks about as fat talk. Now, these are negative comments or self-criticisms that girls tend to make about their bodies in front of their peers. Things like, oh, my legs are so big or you're so lucky to look like that or I'm not going to eat that because I'm being good this week. And this can be a way to seek reassurance from each other or even a way to bond. And now this sort of talk is so common amongst females that it can occur automatically and sometimes Mm. girls aren't even aware of it. But it's rather than sort of being a harmless interaction, it actually leaves everyone involved in the conversation feeling worse. But the biggest influence, I think, on body image is the media. And as we know, the media pervasively objectifies the female body and it endorses a very, very narrow standard of beauty. And this is known as the thin ideal. And because this is so pervasively endorsed, girls can start to internalise this thin ideal themselves and then they subscribe to it as their own standard of beauty. And once that happens, they start to compare themselves and to see if they're meeting this standard. And unfortunately, most of the images that they're seeing in the media are digitally manipulated, as we know. So most girls will fail to conform to this standard and that leaves them feeling quite dissatisfied. So we do talk a lot about the influence 
relevance of social media, but for, for parents who may be worried about the negative impact, particularly on their own daughter, her sense of well-being and her body acceptance, do you have any advice for them? The thing about social media is that it combines two of the socio-cultural influences that we've just talked about. Firstly, the media and secondly, peers. So it can be a particular concern. But for parents, it's not just simply a matter of limiting the time their daughter spends on social media, because the main thing is how girls are using social media, what they're engaging with and why. So girls who share selfies, who are quite invested in commenting on these images of themselves or others, uh, who might follow appearance-based sites such as celebrities or influencers, and girls who use social media to compare themselves, they're more likely to report poorer body image. So while girls can tell you, and many have told me, that social media and receiving comments for their photos is good and it empowers them, and if you've ever seen any your daughter's social media feed, as I have, you might notice that the comments from their friends are all very positive. You know, they write things like, oh, you're so pretty, or you're stunning, or you're hot, and they put the little flame emoji beside it. And this can be very socially validating, and it can be somewhat addictive. But Because the validation is dependent on approval of others and it's restricted to appearance, it won't result in sustained confidence. So parents can help by monitoring their daughter's social media use and, as we do uh, at school, helping her to critically analyse the messages that she's receiving. It can also be helpful to reinforce to your daughter that not everything on social media is as it seems and encourage her to not compare herself. But there are also many positive body image sites and and influences that could buffer these things for girls. So I would encourage girls to follow along with some of those more body positive uh, social media sites. And for parents whose daughters are perhaps yet not in that sometimes very tumultuous phase of puberty, I know there are some interesting facts, I think, that many of us might find surprising that have emerged from your research and your direct experience of working with young girls. Yeah, I was surprised myself to learn this and and parents and girls when I talk with them are surprised as well that during adolescence, the female body requires more nutrients than any other period of life except for pregnancy and breastfeeding. And around the age of 10, girls need to build a, a sort of storage layer of fat and that's to fuel the rapid growth that they're going to encounter in the coming years. They also need a minimum level of body fat in order to start menstruating and to continue menstruating. So, you know, it's important to be aware that that is going to come. During adolescence, I talk to girls about the fact that every increase in height will uh, also have an increase in weight. So every year, girls can expect to put on about four to five kilograms as they grow taller. So when girls say to me, oh, I'm putting on weight, Mrs Forbes, I'm getting fat, I I weigh myself and the number on the scale goes up, I reassure them and I explain to them that it's supposed to and their body is developing. And so it's important to understand that this is entirely normal and very, very healthy. 
And Jodie, when we talk about body image and, and girls' conceptions of themselves, we know, of course, that parents play a, a very important role in all of that. What are some of the common behaviours that children will witness, perhaps in their parents, that can in fact be detrimental to the development of their own body appreciation? Oh, look, I think it's really hard for parents. You know, we're given mixed messages. In everything that we do, our children are watching our every move. So what we might say about ourselves, what we might talk about with our friends or our partners and how we treat our bodies is modelling for our children. So it's really important as a parent to be mindful of how you talk about your appearance, also how you talk about the appearance of others, sometimes even strangers or celebrities or news presenters. And an important thing I became aware of during my research is just how much women tend to congratulate each other on weight loss. And, and that's a bit of the fat talk that I was talking about before. And I was really doing that being quite unaware of it. And I remember visiting one of my friends one day and she greeted me sort of really excitedly at the front door and said, oh, wow wow, Jodie, you're looking so good. You've lost so much weight. What are you doing? And at the time, that might have felt quite complimentary for me. But the interaction was observed by our four daughters who were mm. quite young and impressionable. And it made mm. me stop and think about what sort of messages are we sending to our daughters? And I have since then become far more conscious and aware of the way I talk about my own body, but also how I talk to my children and also with my friends about bodies and appearance in front of my daughters. Mm, I remember a story when my daughter, now 27, was a tiny little thing, maybe she was about five or six, and she always had this little pot tummy and she patted it and was quite proud mm, of it. Mm. And, and I always remember an adult woman, she came and said to her, oh, you've lost your puppy fat or something. Mm, mm. And I remember her, even as a tiny little girl, saying to me, what was wrong with me before? Mm. You know, she had no concept that yes. anything was awry. And this, this woman, again, had said it in what she probably thought was some complimentary way, but mm. to a six-year-old girl, it was meaningless. So tell us then for parents, what sort of positive actions can they do to actually model body appreciation for their children? And I'm just wondering if there's going to be something awkward or uncomfortable <laughs> that you're about to suggest. What can they do? What sort of positive action? Firstly, I'd encourage parents to be aware of their own body image. And Given the prevalence of body dissatisfaction, it's likely that many parents may be feeling that themselves. And it's important to recognise this, not to feel guilty or to feel to blame or to feel ashamed, but just to be mindful of how, as a parent, our own insecurities um, may have an impact on our children. But the good thing is that even if a parent feels negative about some parts of their body, there are still things that they can do to learn to appreciate and to accept their body. And I'd really encourage parents, if they haven't already, to watch a great Australian documentary called Embrace. Mm -hmm. And I use this in my research for my PhD. It's a few years old now, but research has shown that um, women who watched Embrace had significantly greater body appreciation afterwards and also more awareness of the impact that they had on their daughters. But parents can also model body appreciation by sort of treating themselves and their bodies with self-care and self-compassion. You know, things like having a rest or having a bath or, you know, I like to use my foot spa, you know, because I walk a lot and my feet get sore. But also, you know, going for a massage. All of those things show that we are actually treating our bodies with care. Uh, when talking about exercising, I think it's important to talk about doing it for fitness and in talking about nutrition, it's important to talk about that as fueling your bodies for strength or learning rather than as a means for trying to lose weight or get thinner. 
And if a parent is concerned about their daughter's perception of her own body image, that, that's a very worrying thing to watch or to witness mm. for a parent. Could you guide us through perhaps some of the initial steps you'd recommend that they take and walk us through where they can go for help and perhaps resources? Sure. So there's some really good resources available online. One website which is actually the Dove website, has a lot of resources for schools, for students and for parents. And so they actually have produced a booklet called Uniquely Me and that is a guide for parents as to what, um, to how to build body confidence in their children. The Butterfly Foundation website also has some great resources and I'm really excited that there's a soon-to-be-released Embrace for Kids. So it's aimed at 9 to 14-year-olds. But as you mentioned, there's a, a parent book accompanying it and I think that's going to be a really great resource for parents. If any parents are concerned that their daughter may be engaging in some unhealthy behaviours, I think that it's important to intervene early. But when you talk to your daughter, when you approach her, I would suggest focusing on the behaviours that you're concerned about, such as dieting or excessive exercise perhaps, rather than about her weight. I've also found that girls can be quite responsive when parents suggest taking them along to a GP and to check for their iron levels and just to see how everything's going. And these are often good places to start. And of course, parents are always welcome to contact the school psychologists or the heads of house here. It's, it can be helpful to talk through any concerns and to brainstorm, you know, what, what might be the best approach. And finally, Jodie, we have fortunately started to see, you know, a more inclusive representation of body types in the media, whether it's skin colour, hairstyles and in fashion, advertising, television, film, wherever uh, we have images of people, basically. Do you think, you know, these initiatives, these steps are actually having an impact, the desired impact in helping to perhaps pave the way towards greater acceptance of all bodies and Mm. beings? Look, I think that diversity is great and I think that it's really important to start to break or broaden that narrow standard of beauty. But I I don't actually think it's going to come from the media or the advertising industry. I think that the real change is going to be made by the people and the community and our future grammar women. I think that women are ready to stop criticising their bodies. They're ready to stop comparing themselves. I think they're sick of being told what they have to fix, what they have to buy to to tame them, their bodies. And we know that this distracts us from more important things. So I think that um, people are ready to start appreciating their body. You know, bodies are amazing. They get us from one place to the next. They're strong, they're fast, they're soft, they're cuddly. You know, they bear children, for goodness sake. They're quite amazing. And I think that they deserve to be cherished and, and nurtured and respected. And I actually think that that's the direction that we're heading in. And that I'm really excited to see what our grammar girls hear, the sort of changes that they're going to make in the community when they become older. Jodie, thank you for a very passionate end to an intelligent (laughs) conversation and one that provides us with great practical guidance, even a bit of homework to go and watch the Embrace documentary. Mm, mm. Thanks for speaking with us. It was a pleasure. You have been listening to Illumin, a podcast by Brisbane Girls Grammar School. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. And to learn more about the school, visit the website at www.bggs.qld.edu.au.